I'm Neve Cassidy, a former social care worker who, after having my own children, found a calling as a childbirth educator and lactation consultant. Back when I started this journey, I faced the same challenges many of you might be experiencing right now, struggling to get enough clients to make my business viable long term. I knew in my heart that I had the skills and knowledge to make a difference, but the thought of marketing and selling left me feeling a bit uneasy. I didn't want to compromise my authenticity and values just to attract clients. I invested in trainings and mentorships, and I tried various strategies that I learned, but it often felt like I couldn't implement a lot of it because what I was being taught didn't match my values as a birth and postpartum worker. That's when I decided to take matters into my own hand. I embarked on a mission to learn, to experiment, and to find ethical and authentic ways to share my expertise, support my clients, and build a sustainable practice. Today, I'm proud to say that I run a thriving private practice, and I'm here to share my insights with all of you to help you to do the same. Join me on this journey as I help you bridge the gap between your passion for supporting new parents and the success you deserve. Together, we'll discover the power of ethical, authentic, and effective approaches, not only to make a living, but also to make a positive impact in the world of birth and postnatal care. Let's get started on this empowering journey together. Hello and welcome back to the Pregnancy and Postnatal Entrepreneurs Collective podcast. I'm Neve Cassidy and I will be taking you through our episode today. So today we are talking about something that comes up so many times in our Facebook group and in the one-to-one mentoring sessions that I do with people. And that is about how do I leave my job? So how do I finish up my full-time work and make my pregnancy or postnatal business support me so that I can support my family? So that's what we're going to look at today. And it's a topic that's really close to my heart as well, because it's something that I went through. So I used to work full-time as a social care worker. I was in a management position in my job. And when I started teaching childbirth education classes, it was very much something I did on the side. And I didn't have as much time to commit to it as I would have liked. And I also found it really hard to get enough people to come to my classes for me to ever think that I could make birth and pregnancy work a full-time career for me. So I have been there too. I understand all of those fears that go along with trying to think about leaving your job and just how complicated that can be and how scary and exciting it can also be. So when we're thinking about can I or will I leave my full-time job, one of the main considerations has to be finances. So will I be able to support myself with the income I'm making in my own business so that I can leave my full-time job? So in most cases, people don't need to have completely replaced their income before they leave, but you do have to have a think about the numbers and what is it that you will need to earn to be able to support yourself or support your family or have the lifestyle that you are hoping for. So let's say, for example, in your full-time job, you earn $45,000. So then you need to think about, do I need to fully replace my income or am I able to live on a little bit less or do I need a little bit more? So your first point of action is to find out how much money you need to earn. So once you've spent some time thinking through how much money you need over an entire year to support yourself, to support your family, or to have the lifestyle that it is that you're looking for, 
The next thing we need to think about is how much can we actually work? So we're going to put our figure of $45,000 a year to decide for the moment and now start thinking about how much can you actually work and how much do you want to actually work? So a lot of people might think, well, I'm happy enough taking four weeks off a year, two weeks at Christmas, two weeks in the summer, and therefore I'll work 48 weeks of the year, five days a week. So therefore I can see this many clients and I can make this much money. But that's not the reality for most people. We need to build in some buffers as well. So if we're saying that we're happy to only take four weeks holidays or vacation a year, there's also going to be times where we just can't work because things just come up. So it's important, I feel, to build in at least another two weeks worth of a buffer into this calculation. So two weeks where appointments might come up, things that happen where you just can't work or that you have things that you want to do that don't include work. So now we're down to working for 46 weeks of the year. And then if we're going to work 46 weeks, how many days a week do we want to work? We'll do an example. So maybe I'm a postnatal doula in this example. And I know I can't work five days a week because I have other commitments, maybe one day a week or I can't work weekends. And I also know that I need to work on my business for at least one day a week. So paperwork, advertising, marketing, networking. So at maximum, I can work four days a week of those 46 weeks. And I can fit in, if I'm going to do it full time, I can fit in maybe six hours work. So that might be two, three hour shifts with different clients and allowing for some travel time. So I'm gone from the house for eight hours a day, but I'm being paid for six hours a day. In this calculation, then we've got, I'm working for six hours a day and I'm going to work four days a week. So that gives me 24 hours a week to get paid. I'm going to work 46 weeks of the year and that leaves me with 1,104 hours a year that I can work, which is amazing. That sounds really, really good, right? So let's have a think about, so we know we can work now 1,104 hours a year, but let's have a think about how much we earn during that or what we charge. How much is it that we charge and therefore how much can we earn during that time? As a postnatal doula in this example, let's imagine that my current fee is $30 per hour. That seems to be a typical enough fee. So if I am earning $30 an hour for 1,104 hours a year, that means overall I will earn about $33,000 a year. In my full-time job, I'm currently earning $45,000 a year. So now I need to think about, well, what can I actually manage on? So if I've added up all of my budgetary stuff, everything that I feel that I can manage, but I still need to earn $40,000 a year, then we now have a discrepancy between what I can realistically earn, even if I'm fully booked every day of the week that I'm available to work versus what I'm actually earning. So that's a $7,000 difference. So if when you do your own calculations, you're coming up with something like that, then you need to consider, well, what else can I do to make the money that I need to survive before I start thinking about leaving my job? So one of the easiest things to do is to increase your prices. So by increasing your prices on every hour that you work, it can be much easier to bring up that total. So let's say, for example, instead of charging $30 an hour, I decided to charge 40 and I'm going to work the exact same number of hours a year. 
And now I have fully replaced my income almost with $44,000 a year. So pricing can be really important when we're thinking about leaving our full-time jobs. And do we need to look at premium pricing so that we can replace our income and also give us a little bit of a buffer if we need to take additional time off to what we thought that we might need? Another way to look at it, if you feel that your prices are already at the highest that is currently acceptable for you, is to say, well, what else can I add in? Is there any way for me to add in other streams of income that aren't going to mean that I need to work more hours? Some income streams that pregnancy and postnatal workers might add into their services might be around creating digital courses or digital products that once they're created, people can pay and download and they don't take up any more hours in the day. So digital products, digital courses are another way to earn an income when you are thinking about leaving your job. If you, when you add up those hours versus what I'm getting paid, if it's not making ends meet, then you can think about adding some digital products into your offering. And that's something that you can start before you leave your job so that you can get really set up and have an idea about how well those products are working. Once you have a good idea about finances and where you're going with your finances and what you need to think about leaving your job, then the next part is to set a date. So to give yourself a date sometime in the future where you are aiming for to leave that job. Now, I don't suggest what that two weeks notice. We're not going to tell your employer just yet. You're setting a date for yourself. So you're going to choose a time that you think is reasonable sometime in the future where you will be ready to leave your job and then give your full focus to your business. Try not to make it too short, but also try not to make it too long. You need enough time that you can fully figure all of this out and that you can start to build your business a little bit more, which we'll talk about shortly. But you also don't want to say, okay, I'm going to leave my job in two years because that goal is very, very far away and it's very hard to keep motivated. If you're already thinking about leaving your job to do this full time or to do it as many hours as you wish to do, then set a date maybe six months in the future or pick something that works for you where you're considering that's the day I'm going to leave my job and then think about what notice requirements you have and count back the two weeks or the month or whatever notice requirements you have for when you're actually going to hand in your notice. I didn't do it this way. I'm not going to lie. This is not how I did it. What I did is that I took a contract job and I spent a lot longer exiting my full-time work. So what happened for me is I had a full-time permanent job. I quite enjoyed my job very much so. I was well regarded. I had a lot of flexibility and it was really, really hard for me to think about leaving that job and going out on my own. So I decided to kind of take a sidestep. And what I did is I took a one-year contract with another company, knowing that when that contract was over, I wasn't going to have a job anymore and I was going to have to work for myself or get a new job. So that's another way to do it. If you do, if you do need a little bit more of a buffer or you want to push it out a little bit longer, but I don't necessarily recommend taking as long to do it as I did because it was very long. And then I did take a slight extension onto that contract. So I was there a little bit longer than I had originally planned, but 
taking a contract made it very easy for me to leave in the end because the job was over and it gave me the courage to then fully focus on my work as a childbirth educator and then as a lactation consultant as well. So you can use the time that you are still in full-time employment to start building your visibility and building your networks and building your client advocacy base so that when you do make that transition, it's easier for you to get new clients. It can be really, really empowering to be at the place before you hand in your notice for work that you are turning away clients where you were saying, I don't have the capacity because I work full time. I don't have the capacity to take on any more clients than I already have. But you're already at that point where more people want to work with you. So we're going to do this through increasing your visibility. So creating a really strong online and in-person networking while juggling your full-time job can be difficult. So it's important to kind of focus on it. Give yourself a couple of hours a week where this is what you are going to do so that when it comes to handing in your notice, you're going to feel a little bit more confident about doing that. So there's a couple of ways to really, really maximize that. One is social media. And I know a lot of people are anxious about social media or they dislike social media or they're just not sure about it. But the reality is if you are a new provider, social media is probably one of the easiest ways for you to get out there and to get known and to have clients wanting to work with you. So a consistent presence on social media is really important. I find at the moment, and it's coming towards the end of 2023 when this is being recorded, that Instagram is still the best platform when targeting pregnant families or postnatal families, that people who are having babies, they tend to be on Instagram. I do think some of that is moving to TikTok and then there's a different way to work on Facebook around it. But if you're going to pick one platform, if you're working full time, you probably only have the time to focus on one platform. Then my suggestion right now would be Instagram. But if you're listening to this maybe in 2024 or later and things have changed, if there is a better platform, then pick that one and go all in. But I do feel that focusing on one platform is much more beneficial than trying to be everywhere all at the same time while also trying to work and look after your family and do everything else that it is that you need to do. So some tips for your social media, whatever platform you choose. The first one is consistency. So having a consistent, a consistent presence. If you can post every single day, that is preferable. But if you can't, even three times a week is enough to get some level of consistency for your posts in your feed. Getting on your stories every day or as many days a week as possible is also really, really helpful. The great things about stories is you don't have to create content. All you have to do is turn on your camera and start talking or use a picture of something that you've taken that day and add some text to it about what it was about and what it meant for you because we're going to try and use our stories to help people get to know us. So our posts, our feed posts can be a lot more informational. They can be helpful content or whatever it is that you feel that your client base resonate with, but then you're going to use your stories for people to get to know you. People buy from people. So allowing people to get to know you into your world, a little bit more about who's behind the profile, about your daily life, whatever it might be, just giving them a glimpse into your world. Because 
as we all know, when we're pregnant or when we have a new baby, we're in a really vulnerable time. And if we're going to invite someone into that space, then it's much easier to invite them in if we already feel like we know them a little bit, like if we already feel like we trust them a little bit. And we can do this really well through stories. The second part of building your visibility while you're still in full-time employment is doing some networking with other local providers. So anyone else who is providing a service to clients that you might like to work with, so we're pregnant or postnatal families, building a network of support with other local providers is really, really helpful. What we know about getting clients is we can't get clients if nobody knows we exist. So we're going to use our social media so that people know that we exist. And then we're going to build our networks so that people know that we exist. So by networking with other providers in your area, when they have someone who needs a postnatal doula or needs a childbirth education class, you want that you are top of their mind for a referral or for letting people to know who is providing those services in the area. So this is something that can be done really easily while you are still working full time. And that is building your network. I do have another episode on networking and there will be future ones on this as well because it's such an important topic. But building your network is really, really important. And then lastly, about building your visibility is using any clients that you do serve during your full time employment as advocates for you. So providing a really, really amazing service to them. And then at the end of that service provision, asking them for testimonials. If you can get video testimonials, even better. But if not, getting a written testimonial for every client that you serve so that you can then use that as social proof that you are good at what you do and that people will want to work with you and not with somebody else who's doing the same thing down the road. So we've figured out how much money we need to earn. We figured out how many hours a week and a year that we can work once we give up our full-time job. And while we're still working in our full-time job, we are going to build our visibility through our social media. We are going to make sure that every client that we do work with becomes an awesome advocate. And then we're going to start networking with other providers in the area. Another way to really boost both your networking and your visibility on social media is to start doing some collaborations with that network, running online classes together or doing Facebook or Instagram lives together. Anything like that can really, really help boost your visibility in your local area and online. So working with somebody else who also has an audience gives you access to their audience too. This has been one of the biggest ways that I have grown my business. It has been through networking and collaborating with other providers. So many of my referrals come through other people rather than people finding me online or on social media at this stage. So a lot of my referrals now are coming from other providers. And you can do that by building really authentic relationships with other people, collaborating together and working together. So I hope this episode has given you some food for thought around that consideration and things that we need to think about if we are considering leaving our full-time job to dive into our pregnancy or postnatal work full-time. It's such an exciting thing to start thinking about if that is what you are hoping for and the freedom of being able to work for yourself and being able to choose your own hours and being able to serve exactly who it is who you want to serve is absolutely amazing. 
So if this is something that you were thinking about, come join us in our Facebook group to talk, to chat, tell us if you've set your end date or send me a DM on Instagram or you can tag this podcast episode in your stories. Let me know you've been listening to it and I will write back to everybody who gets in touch and I'd love to hear from as many of you as possible. Also, if you have enjoyed the episode, don't forget to subscribe and to leave a five-star review. I would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast and the episode. Have a lovely rest of your week and I'll speak to you soon.